the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Yesterday, when I did Friday's show, and I said, what's the under over, 50? We all knew what was coming. We all knew it was going to be the over. 73. 73, 11 dead. And um, as I talk about this, it's going to seem like I am only talking about Chicago, but that's not the case. Every Democrat sewer, every Marxist mafia-run city is experiencing the same things. Same things, right down to the mayor dressed like Geppetto talking down to us about how we should feel and how we should come together as she worked tirelessly to neuter police when she wanted to and stroke them when she felt a need to. And that's all that this little troll does. That's all she knows how to do. So when I say that this is a tragedy, it isn't because just because she was somebody that was trying to help us, a police officer, as they all do, running towards danger that we all know they do. It's because she was a 29-year-old girl, mother, two-month-old baby going to grow up without a mother. And for what? If anybody should be kept out of these Democrat-created utopias, also known as ghettos and hellholes, it should be women. In fact, the the defund police movement that caught wildfire like crazy. Defund the police. Yeah, that should work out well. We all knew how it would work out. The police should have an option now. They should have an absolute and total option. Do they want to patrol and go where they are loved and appreciated or not? That's always been my answer. Because when you're talking to a Democrat, you're in essence talking to a child. A know-nothing, a do-nothing child living in theoretical paradise that doesn't exist so to me i say let them live unto themselves we all raised a kid with strong will that wouldn't listen to us we all had that kid don't touch the stove it's hot don't touch the stove it's hot don't touch the stove it's hot finally you let them touch the stove and burn their hand now they don't touch the stove that's what needs to be done in these ghettos i say pull every copper out of there now we're not going to go we're not appreciated you don't pay taxes you don't All you do is look for an opportunity to sue us, to enrich yourselves. Now we're not going. Because that's where where eventually these kind of societies lead to. You see it all over. This isn't the first merry-go-round. We're not the first ones to try it. Let's try a top-down collectivist society managed by the most corrupt people among us. I refer to them as political whores, but you can pick a label for them. It doesn't matter. It's fungible, as they are. As Lori Lightfoot, you can exchange her with uh, Warner Wilhelm of New York. You can exchange her with any Tusum Newsom in California and pick another sewer led by a corrupt Democrat mafia. Same thing, even same clothes, just in different sizes, but they all have very wide hips. That is the common denominator. That and the stupidity of their policies. And who pays these costs? It's always the good people. Always. After all, the people who vote Democrat, to me, you should expect this and you deserve it. Good evening, I'm Chris Ty. We begin with breaking news here at 10. Two Chicago police officers shot tonight near the West Englewood neighborhood. Let's give you a perspective of where we're talking about here. 63rd and... I would have said the other officer's name. I simply don't know it. I don't think they released it because he's fighting for his life. Also a tragedy. Her partner. Bell, that's just east of Western. They've been taken to University of Chicago Hospital. Their injuries are being described to us as serious. CBS 2 Stephen Graves is live at the scene on the city's south side with what we're learning here at 10. Stephen. 
Hey, Chris. Yeah, we just got here. We do know one officer is also in critical condition. So right now it's very active. We're hearing the helicopters in the sky as if there is a search for a suspect. I want you to take a look right now behind me. You can see that is Bell, where you were talking about. Lots of police action down there. Multiple roads around the area also closed off. We do see a hint of crime scene tape as well. This is how far we can get, though, as we're out here talking. Well, this is, uh, this is from last night. I sent it before I uh, had to get ready to get out of town. So this is we all know where this is today. And it's just an absolute and total tragedy. And the most sickening part about it is, as I was watching this morning, our own little Lori Lightfoot claiming that it's now time for us to come together after a year of assault on the police officers, a year of threats, a year of intimidation, a year of working actively against the mission to protect the good people. In fact, the greatest asset to the bad people are always Democrats like Kim Fox, like Larry Lightfoot. The names are fungible. The party is the same. The Democrats. That is the party of chaos. That is the party of criminals. What they didn't release that I think is even more interesting. I want to know the names and ages of the perpetrators. They're not suspects. They're in the car. You shot one of them. Release the name and age. Something tells me, aside from us being assured to be part of the Democrat Party, as, the, as most perpetrators are in that sewer of Chicago, they're kids. Kids. Now, they'll blame guns rather than the climate of the neighborhoods, the hopelessness, the destruction, the chaos that their policies have created for one century. It's just the way it is. So Lori Lightfoot comes out this morning, and she's telling all of us to come together now. Now it's time we embrace everything. Till when? Till when? Till tomorrow? Till the next day? Because I remember a year ago, a year ago when chaos was running through the streets, when stores had to close their doors, breaking into, when, when we lifted a, a, a moratorium on, okay, we'll let you steal a 1000 a day. We'll let you steal a 1000 a day. You remember that? The free-for-all, as the so-called protesters over the porn star who liked to beat up women in between smoke and crack and whatever the hell else he was doing, in be- you know, the, the saint, in between mourning the saint, and making excuses for the chaos it was caused. I remember Lori Lightfoot then. So whenever she opens her mouth on this topic, what she says is irrelevant because all I hear is what she did. Not what she, not what she said, what she did last year. WGN Investigates has the inside story of the deteriorating relationship between Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the man who represents 13,000 Chicago police officers. Text messages between the show, to, between the two, show name calling and back and forth blame for violent protests. Hours after police were pelted with frozen water bottles, fireworks, and other objects when a protest turned violent in Grant Park, the text messages started flying between police union president John Catanzara and Mayor Lori Lightfoot. While the mayor did speak out against the violence that targeted police. There were a number of police officers that were injured as a result of that. That's not peaceful protest. That's anarchy. And we are going to put that down. We are actively investigating and we will bring those people to justice. They tear gassed real people and they threw bikes at real people and hit batons on real people to protect the statue. Catanzara took issue with Lightfoot also encouraging people to report officers who may have crossed the line. It tells my members you care more about rioters than injured police. See, when you're dealing with the Marxist mafia, they inundate you. It's buckshot. It's not just the chaos. It's not just the, the, the so-called protests. It's not the violence and the mayhem and the burning. Simultaneously with that, they're filing complaints against police officers who are trying to stop them. Simultaneously with that. This is the modus operandi of those who would tear apart a society. They're referred to as Democrats in this country. But for the rest of the country, they're referred to as communists or Marxists or socialists or Soviets. That's what they are. They're hammer and sickle crew. So what she said then is her position that she took both through finances, but moreover through political support. She left them out to dry. And that's why if you put a I support the blue wreath in your house or whatever, it became controversial. And citizens and Marxists and socialists who want to sit on their fat asses and get money for nothing were able to have graffiti and create chaos. And what was the penalty? Nothing. In fact, these same kids, children, CPS students, 
benefiting clearly from big contracts. There's no question about it. Those kids who are causing the carjackings, or as I believe it's now called to as undocumented second ownership, those animals who are doing that are protected by the system itself. We now know that they're letting them out within 24 hours. They busted the 14-year-old kid 24 hours earlier. She had, had carjacked somebody else. So this is the political will that is turning people into victims. And now you're even turning the police into victims. And now you're going to pretend to care. Now Lori Lightfoot pretends to care. Instead of wearing what this is, her doing, Rahm Emanuel's doing, Daly's doing, the Chicago Mafia Democrats doing. This is exactly what, what they've created. So the idea that they can somehow slip out of it is preposterous. But on a national level, isn't that what they do? Slip out of it. They create this kind of chaos, this kind of corruption, this kind of implosion of society. And they slip out of it. My favorite today, or I, over the weekend, was Brett Baer. And he was interviewing who, to me, is the prime example of a Democrat. Mayor Buttigieg, who looks Buttigieg, whatever. He looks a little bit like the beaver, but I'm uncomfortable saying the beaver with Pete Buttigieg. So we'll call him the little beef. He's talking to the little beef who knows nothing, who's never done anything, ran a small town and did a terrible job at it. In fact, left in scandal. Only in the Democrat Party could Pete Buttigieg become somebody of importance. And what he says really does matter. So if you remember, he was the one that, that talked about the carbon tax on your vehicles. Well, that got a lot of heat. So what did they do? They hid that in the infrastructure bill that they're going to pass. And believe me, they're going to pass it. Whether you're told that it's not going to pass or not, it's going to pass. So now when they're talking about the other chaos and destruction, which, by the way, feeds these ghettos, it's the border. The border feeds the ghettos. And that's why we talk about the fentanyl, and that's why we talk about the drugs and the human sex trade and all of it. It doesn't matter, because Pete Buttigieg has decided that this is a problem that's been here for a millennium, even when we didn't have one. Not nearly like this. Understanding this falls under the Department of Homeland Security, but illegal immigrants are being transported uh, from the border to other states across the country. Do you know how many states or where they're going? So uh, I don't have the Homeland Security numbers handy, but what I'll tell you is that this administration is committed to safety and health for all of the 300 plus million Americans within our borders uh, and managing the border according to those same principles. Now, as people that live in one of these utopias run by the safety and health for the citizens crowd, you know, like the sewer of Chicago. How is it that they can even say it with a straight face? Now, granted, He's got a lot of Botox in there. He's got a lot of wrinkles around the, the facial region. He doesn't want to show off. But if he could move his face, he shouldn't even be able to say that sentence. It is outrageous. He's just a victim to the very policies his party has implemented over the last 70 years. And we didn't even get onto the virus or the new rule on climate change. That's going to be expensive, too. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. 312-642-5600. Imagine how wonderful it would be that the, the more you, you failed, the more you got to blame other people, and the more money and power you, you, you received over the very people whose lives you destroy. To me, what we should do as a society is look at any neighborhood that is the reality of the south side of Chicago, of Chicago in general. And say, whatever these idiots have done, I'm not doing a damn thing in, that even resembles that. Instead, what children have done in this country and people who are so full of envy and hate have done is take the very policies that destroyed great cities. And I mean it. Chicago was a great city. Great cities like Chicago. Great cities like New York. Great cities like New Jersey. All of them. California. Are you kidding me? most beautiful place on the on the planet look what they did to it and now this is the norm this is the policy and by the way these are the policies experts so a child a child like pete Buttigieg can go on national tv national news and say with confidence that the problem we have in this country has nothing to do with the policies of the party that destroyed it oh no 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 
it has to do with the policies that have been here represented by the, the other party? Mr. Secretary, a couple more things. Uh, does the Biden administration now consider the situation at the border a crisis? Look, we are going to continue to manage this in a way that balances uh, the security of this country. Now, when I play this, I'm thinking about the terrible neighborhoods in the ghetto that are run by drug lords strictly from cartels across the border. And we do we are, are we pretending we don't know what those are? We don't know what Pilsen is. We don't know what back of the yards is. We don't know what these neighborhoods are. We don't know. No, 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 we don't know. And I'm thinking about the young girls that are put into sex trafficking, the major, major mayhem in drug, just drugs, just flowing over the border, not to mention the strength of these gangs in these neighborhoods. So you cannot have these two things cannot live together. You cannot have an increase in all of the things destroying society, gangs, drugs, intimidation, murder, mayhem by the cartels, and then think that Chicago News this evening or in the, in the next 10 years is going to get anything but worse. So keep in mind what's really at stake when this child is lecturing us with the need to do the right thing, but the most important thing, and you can use whatever word you want, but it's certainly something that has not been resolved over years and years, is the need for real, meaningful immigration reform. Another priority that a bipartisan majority of the American people believe we ought to... Do you know what immigration should be and was when this country was successful? Does anybody out there know? In fact, I won't answer it. I'm going to let you call me. 312-642-5600. I want you to tell me why we are all here, why the 19th century was by far the largest growth of wealth of any country, mainly, it was only America, and what created it? What was the immigration system that worked in this country before these political whores started to sell out to organized mafia labor unions? What was it? Anybody want to go? Let's go to Peter in Chicago. Hi, Peter. Sean, um, first, uh, I, I, I just about threw up in my mouth when I heard Pete Buttigieg say he wanted to manage the border. There's no management going on there whatsoever. And, you know, part of the problem, Sean, and I was going to make a comment about Biden, but part of the problem is that we have news guys, and I watch Brett quite a bit, and we have news people who do not call these guys out when they're in front of them. So therefore, when they're asked to come on air, they're not afraid to go on air, lie to these guys directly, and not get called out on it. Not to be called. Well, because because the media, Peter, I, I say prop. You know, I, I call them Pravda. But but the reality is that the people who are in the media, Jim Acosta right. said this weekend that the new variants should be named after the Republican governors that refuse to uh, implement mandates of masks or mandates of yeah, vaccines. Thanks for, so, the, thanks for the lead into my next topic. So, does so anyone, the, can, I, can I get this in real yeah, quick, Sean? Yeah, go ahead. Does anyone look at the correlation between the rise in COVID and Biden shipping illegal immigrants throughout the country with positive COVID? Peter, I mean, he, I'm in Florida. Vanity. He's been COVID bombing Florida for three months. I know right, I'm very right. well versed in this. That's why that's why Pete Buttigieg uh, evaded the question. They have been providing transportation. I had to buy my ticket to Florida. If I would have broken through Mexico and it had a 13 tattoo on my neck and said, I hate gringos with a teardrop on my face, I might have got here for free. So I'm yeah, fully it, aware it, of it, Peter. I'm fully aware of it. People better wake up. But I'm in Chicago, Sean. And, you know, with this uh, with this crime problem that we have and just inept mayor that we have. It's, and it's, yet, Sean, she's going to get reelected if she runs again. Oh, and it's just sad. It, Pete, it, I, I wouldn't butt against her. And it, it is sad because what you have is people that are admitting that they have the mindset of slaves and they will do whatever they're told to do in hopes that they will receive yeah. something for nothing. Yeah. Peter, thank you for the call. Don't be mad. I got Thanks, a full Sean. board. And the answer is always, I am the most pro-immigration guy on radio. It has to be a merit system. That is how we got here. Not a welfare system. You want to fix immigration, you fix welfare instead. We have both political parties now talking about literally paying people to do nothing. Randy, Alcorn. Yeah, I'll try to make this short. In 1955, I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia. 
we immigrated to Holland. And then six years later, we were able to immigrate to the United States because that's how long we had to wait. But during that time in Holland, my father developed the trade to be a machinist. So when he had that trade, he was able to come here and get a job. And we had a sponsor waiting for us here, okay? Now, let me tell you, we moved into the sponsor's basement. We were there for about two days, if I remember correctly, because the first day out, my father went and got a job out, you know, around yeah. Pulaski. And, uh, when you have to, that's what you North do, there. Randy. Now, let me, yeah. let me, yeah, yeah, but let me, let me tell you this, okay? Three days later, he had a second job on a second shift, okay? And we were out of that man's basement on our own in a matter of days. And you know what that gives you, Randy? That gives you pride. Now imagine, imagine how ashamed you'd feel if that story was your dad came here, he got on welfare, he sat around, did nothing but wait for drinking, and then he waited for the food stamps to come. Would you be proud? Or would you, too, be hopeless and be dangerous? Thank you, Randy, for the call. I appreciate it. See, achievement gives you something money can never buy. Dignity. I'll take your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Democrats are funny people. They are trying to sell an idea that a society that lives on welfare from the government is a society of peace and happiness and good people. When, I don't know, what's it been, a thousand years has proven that wrong? It just does. You're not helping people by giving them that. Parents know that. All the parents out there know that. Now, you can create a spoiled kid, and I've probably done that to some extent, but hopefully you can balance that with knowledge and appreciation somehow. But you can only do that if you have an effort. There's a push in this bill. There's been a push in every bill that Joe Biden has put forward and the mafia Democrats have done to turn a very, very large portion of society into welfare recipients. There is a reason for that. They know that once someone is tainted by that, once somebody has done that, they have allegiance to a party regardless of a principle because at that moment, they gave up their principles. It's just the way it is. I mean, I could make it sound like it's there's somewhere out there where you do nothing all day except everything you want to do. You get a chunk of money and you feel like a good person. When the reality is it doesn't work, it's never worked, it takes away the person's dignity and respect for himself. And you know where you can see that? in every neighborhood that exists on welfare. They're called ghettos. That's what welfare breeds. Hinsdale is not on welfare, although there might be a couple of hedge fund guys there, but that's new welfare. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Jim in Des Plaines. Hey, Sean, great show. Thank you. Bro. Hey, uh, I just want to say something about the immigration and uh, uh, what you were talking about earlier about the way immigration used to be and how it was run. Um, well, the way it was taught to me was um, uh, you, you get off the boat, Ellis Island, you get a short interview. Uh, you, know, you would have to either have a sponsor, which means a, 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 an Americanized citizen willing to take you in, provide a trade. And uh, the, third, the third thing, uh, which not that the other two are not important, but the third thing is that the immigrants were willing to assimilate and become part of True. the fabric of the United States. And there was so, a medical um, portion of that as well. You were quarantined. Yes, yes. If you test, if you had a sniffle, you were quarantined. At that point, what happened was they weren't looking to harm anyone. They were looking to help everybody. You had a system that helped everybody. Right. I am actually for very laissez-faire immigration system. I just don't want anyone to be entitled to anything, as I don't think any American should. I mean, I'm one of the few guys that's going to tell you, Jim, I am going to, I'm going to tell you till the day I die, you are not entitled to send your kids to school for free. You are not entitled for Social Security for no reason other than the fact you're a citizen. You are not entitled for anything. And under the system of not entitled is when this country gained the most wealth. That was not an accident. The problem is we are following this social utopia, socialism as a utopia, where all it does is prove that there are only two classes of people under that. The government-connected and the slaves that fund it. And doesn't that sound like Chicago, exactly. Illinois? Doesn't it? Exactly. Yes. All right, Jim. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it very much. Oh, I didn't mean to hang up on you, but I got a full board. John on the northwest side. 
Hey, what's up, Sean? I'm off duty, CPD. I actually had not in to work right now, but let me tell you something. I made the uh, connection, and anybody who watched it saw the press conference with our mayor after Officer French's uh, passing. And she alluded to the fact that um, there's victims other than the police out there, basically saying, you know, alluding to some kind of police brutality, this, that, and the other. Whereas Obama, if you make the connect, Obama did that in front of five, five people's uh, uh, caskets in Dallas. If you recall back yeah. then, he did the yeah. exact same thing. That's the, the it, way, they don't have a new philosophy. You know, Lightfoot is not a real person. She's just a talking point mannequin. She doesn't have a real yeah. emotion. That's why, that's why the other night, I was so proud. I had heard, I don't know if it's true, I heard that a bunch of the police officers turned their back on her. And, and they then did. She, that's, a, that's 100% true, Sean. And you know what? She turned her, her back on the police long time ago. And Bingo. Bingo. And that's so. the favorite part. And then you look at that beautiful young girl who had a two-month-old baby. Shot by what? By what? Kids that were what? Were they on parole? Were they on bond? Were they out on another felony? What exactly happened yeah. there, and why is that information leaking slow? Listen, I want you to do me a favor aside from that. Exactly. Take care of yourself. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you what I tell my cousin. Don't get out hey, of the Sean. car. Don't get out of the hey, car. Hey, listen. Yeah. Real, real quick, I just want to remind you and everybody. You know, I'm going to a neighborhood I don't live in to go help people. And I know there's trouble in that neighborhood, but I always remember, I know the Chicago police always remember, there are good people in there that need us, and that's why we go every day, and that's what Officer French was doing. Good, you'd be, good day, man. John, you be safe and you take care of yourself. God bless. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Jeez. Can you imagine if that's your kid on his way to work? Pat Schomburg. Hey, listen, you just kind of stole my thunder, but it's been 48 hours since this officer was killed. I want to know who that shooter is, and I want to know if he was out on bond, if he or she was out on bond, and how many times was he or she arrested in the last 12 months and, and set, put back out on the streets? Patrick. It's been 48 hours. We should know that. The 14-year-old girl that the guy, she was carjacking the guy, he shot her in the face. It was her third beef. 14 years old. Third beef. What is that kid going to be like if she somehow navigates and stays alive when she's 22? And now picture, picture if that's a young man. You know, this is what we're dealing with here. And then you take the police and you hamstring them. Defund the police. Defund the welfare recipient. How about this? You want to make the ghetto like Disney World? One felony and you get nothing. Not a food stamp. Not a Section 8 housing. Nothing. You get nothing. And that's the way you're going to change it. You're not going to change it by rewarding perpetrators and penalizing the people who are supposed to protect us. That's for sure. Thank you, Patrick. But what is a Democrat? Stupid is as stupid does. And you've got 81 million dead or alive stupid people who voted for diapers Biden. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. How are you? Wonderful, Megan. How are you? I'm okay. Hey, um... I understand you had something at your cigar store on Saturday, 1030, right? Nobody shows. These guys don't show. They don't show. I've been giving out that address for five years. I cannot get a tough guy Marxist mafia member with a car. I'm 40 feet from the train. Take the train. They didn't do it. But I was glad because I invited him to bring his wife. And you know what those women from Evanston, they're either the third wives where they're like the ex-stripper from the dollhouse or... They look like Dr. Outwardly. One or the other. There's no middle ground in Evanston. But go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, I occasionally come into Elmhurst to do a little shopping in that area. So maybe someday you'll be there and I'll stop by and say hello. So I anyhow, I actually had a um, point. I had a point. Uh, so everyone's been talking about the CRT training and um, heard it from you and others and all that. And it finally dawned on me. I'm like, okay. Who wins with the CRT training? You get the blacks that are victims, and then you get the whites that are oppressors or racists. And I thought, okay, who wins? The far left wins because they continue with their socialist agenda, and they can take from us. Right, you're giving you're giving a real pass to the Republicans because the answer to who wins isn't the far left; it's government in total. Government wins, which is why you got 18 Republicans that voted for this bill. This so-called infrastructure bill, which includes everything from taxes to handouts, only controlled by Democrats, by the way. But what it does, what it does give them, it gives them power in perpetuity. See, the worse we are financially, the more strong they are. 
the better there, the, the better position there. We're a bankrupt country. And now we're twisting ourselves into an intellectual pickle in order to pretend that we're not. So we have a bunch of morons like Pete Buttigieg and his his uh, grandfather, Joe Biden, and the rest of these idiots tell us that they can spend five trillion dollars and it's paid for because they're they're cooking the books. And there isn't an adult within those political whores we call senators and congressmen, those slip and fall scumbag lawyers. There isn't one that says you're lying. The numbers are fake. You're on a prediction, you know, isn't true. Not one. So what are we going to have to do? The answer is the answer is we're going to have to ride it into the dirt. And the good news is we weren't like this, Megan. I don't know how old you are, but I remember when people, my neighbors, when when politicians had a sense, even a small amount of dignity, integrity and Mm -hmm. could pass an econ 101 class. Because this is not an accident. This is intentional, Megan, and you got to start focusing on that. Yeah. That's why 18 Republicans sure. did it. That's why Adam Kinzinger will vote yeah. for anything. That's why Mitt Romney will vote for anything. They like to be gods among men. I mean, after all, that's what Mitt believes anyway. That's why he wears his burlap underpants. Thank you so much. Erica, the Northwest Side. Hi, Sean. Hi. This is Erica from the Northwest Side. Just calling because um, in regards to Officer French, um, heartbroken about that but i can't even look at her erica i i look at the picture you could just see i, I mean you could just see she's just a wonderful kid you could just see it in well, her picture and, and i was it's with somebody sickening. who worked with her when it happened and and it was heartbreaking you know to see his reaction but just wanted to clarify she did not have a baby and her brother and the police department also clarified well, she did not have a baby why friend. did i hear she had a baby she did not yeah that was going around because apparently somebody um oh, well, that's... was trying to do a gofundme and make some money off of such a tragedy oh that's, that's you know what would be interesting yeah. erica if they could get these cyber thieves and find their political party affiliation i've had a theory for years that every scumbag that would create a GoFundMe page and try to raise money off everybody is a Biden voter. Just something I think. Thank I you, Erica. I don't think I would disagree. Thank you. I think, yeah, that's why they can't come to my cigar store. 312 642 I'm not there either. We'll be back after this. I wanna be not that this is, I, I mean, I, I feel, I'm glad she was not a mother. Can you imagine if she was? But it turns out there's like seven newspapers that also said she was a mother, the son included. Um, it looks like our caller was right, though. It was a scam artist. And I'm going to just, let's just say, I'm going to perceive a registered Democrat as well. But uh, two wrongs do not make a right. Jim in South Elgin. How you doing, my friend? Good show. Good, thank you. Um, you know, years ago, uh, before Giuliani became mayor of New York, there was a lot of crime. And one of the things that he implemented was a, a system known as broken window policing. Unconstitutional they- system. Well, I'm sorry? Unconstitutional. Well, anyways, what happened was... Yeah, well, anyways. You know, the Gestapo had very peaceful streets, too. Here's the thing, the the difference between us and Democrats, Jim. We believe in principles. You know what? Policing is hard. It's hard. Freedom is dangerous. But I would never advocate for something as truly totalitarian as stop and frisk or broken windows. we got to have principles. That's what separates us from them. I cannot believe how fast that first hour went. Damn it. Karen, Mark, I really wanted to get to you. Don't be mad. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I will touch upon this topic again, but we want, we have to fix the school system, and my next guest is going to help me with that. We'll, just, we'll take your calls after that. In the meantime, thanks for calling. I'll be back in a few minutes. Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. system that rewards failure is destined to fail now it may enrich a few 
but at the cost of all others. A great man once said that about 10 seconds ago. It was me, but another great man puts up a fight against the system. His name is Corey DeAngelis. He's the National Director of Research for School Choice. Now adjunct scholar at Cato, senior fellow at Reason Foundation, executive director of the Educational Freedom Institute. He understands what's at stake. Otherwise, we're going to be led by a couple of morons, and uh, they won't have diapers and have been political whores for 50 years. Corey, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Corey, I'm, I'm really disgusted at what I see, but you have to understand, I'm in Chicago, and we have the hub of all communist union organizations. It's called uh, the Chicago Teachers Union. And um, in the time of COVID, they jumped on that like a bum on a bologna sandwich, immediately imprisoning kids, putting themselves in vacation spots, and telling us all how virtuous it was that they get more money for doing nothing or less than nothing. And we just had to hope they had pants on during those Zoom classes. So what is the proper way for us to fight this abject failure that has really enriched teachers to the tunes of millions upon millions as they retire as if they had $3.5 million in a 401k? How do we beat back this union corruption in a political corrupt system? Yeah, I will say Chicago Teachers Union was one of the worst last year. They had their interpretive dance videos to prevent schools from opening in, in order to pro- and, and, and to protest the reopening of schools. You had the Chicago Teachers Union board member vacationing in Puerto Rico. That's my favorite. In person while, while, while railing against reopening the schools for, for their members to go back to work in person. And they're actually um, creating some ruckus lately as well. One they um they 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 are seeing a huge influx of funding from the Chicago Public Schools latest proposal i think it's about a 60% increase in funding over the over the past couple of years and they're saying that's still not enough for them to go back to 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 to, to be satisfied i think it's about $27,000 they're expected to get per student already and they they still don't think that's enough but then now i just recently uh, it's a ton of money. It's a waste of taxpayer resources, especially when they don't have any significant uh, incentives to, to spend that money wisely and to do the right thing. They don't have the, t- the kids' uh, best interest in mind. But then now I just saw recently in one of their latest blog posts on the Chicago Teachers Union website that they're calling for metrics uh, to trigger the, the closure of schools this fall. Last, If you remember last year, they had – something like a 3% positivity rate in the community over, overall, which was an arbitrary number. It was low. It, was, it, it shouldn't have been used to close schools. And now they're calling for some type of metric, probably a similar one, to trigger school closures going forward. Families shouldn't st- stand for this. They're, they're getting upset all across the country. They're pushing for school choice in other places, having the funding follow the child. Take that $27,000. Give it to the parents. Let them find a private See, school the, or a home this school. Is my an, this is my answer, and it has been. I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I sent my children to, to private school. It was very expensive at the time, and, you know, you struggle and you sacrifice. Had I had the opportunity to do it again, if I would have been a little more thoughtful, I would have homeschooled them. I think that is the only real answer. But one thing I, I have to say, I don't know if you saw, they release these every day. So Illinois was the beneficiary of, I want to say, $138 billion in covid relief they 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 took that money and paid off their union friends and their schemes but i almost admire the way in which the communists stick together for instance in this new demand that was released a week ago they want ventilation upgrades a covid-19 testing plan for vaccinated and unvaccinated members of our school communities maintenance of critical uh, the health matrix system that you talked to, full-time contact tracers, nurses, so, uh, nurses, mm-hmm. social workers, counselors. I mean, at, at each and every turn, they take the opportunity to use any instance, even of their own failure, and constantly are expanding their growth. This is Soviet 101. And the pushback in Chicagoland is null because the vast majority of those people are in some way recipients of this welfare system. It's not even a school system. But at what point do the people look at exactly what it's producing as now we're experiencing the carjackings, the murder and mayhem? This is being perpetrated by eighth graders, by freshmen in high school and by sophomores in high school. So at what, you know, did we just hit the wall or can we change anything here? This is what I'm asking you for. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right that they take any opportunity to just put more people into the buildings, which is beneficial for union bosses because it means more dues-paying members. It's not so beneficial for the individual students or even teachers, for that matter. If you're spending money on putting more people into the buildings, you have less money to spend on raising teacher salaries. So when you see stagnant teacher salaries over time, yet more money into the system, the problem is with the employer's weak incentives to spend that money wisely. I mean, that's what happens with the monopoly. Monopolies are bad for customers, but they're also bad for employees as well. I think families just need to fight back. Look, there's more families than employees in the, in the public school system in Chicago. So maybe that's a ballot initiative. Maybe it's through the state legislature to try to fund the student as opposed to the institution. And look, if families start to realize that they can take their money elsewhere and find an alternative that really works for them and add that to the fact that parents are already frustrated with the system and then add that to the fact that the that the school system is also imposing mask mandates on students that could really fuel the fire for parents to push back and to actually get something done it's happening in other states it's less likely to occur in illinois that's 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 true but we may reach a breaking point where families uh just say that say they're they're done with it and uh, continue to push for school choice policies. Corey, what I like about you is you're young and you're taking on the system. You're also part of Cato. You're part of the Institute at Reason Foundation. You're part of these groups. And what I'm kind of wondering is, will there? why are these groups not actively seeking um, this lane that has been opened up, that really wasn't open before COVID, and then offering online alternatives? So to me, if, if Cato Institute had an online alternative, to high school, where I could say to my high school student, listen, honey, this is one of the greatest organizations for free thinking, free minds, Austrian economics, and and, and Americanism. So what we're going to do is you're going to stay home, honey, and we're going to go to the Cato Institute of Technology completely online. I mean, is it possible that these groups with such notoriety and principles and steeped in fighting the fight against the Leviathan maybe could come together and open up this kind of, fill this void? Yeah, that's certainly a possibility, but I will say specialization is a, a powerful tool as well. We mobilize parents to push for school choice policies to be able to take their money elsewhere. You can go to fundstudentsnotsystems.org, but there's other organizations like Ron Paul Homeschooling Curriculum that you can look up for homeschooling uh, uh, materials. And you can also go to uh, Stride. It's a virtual charter school um provider and, and charter schools are free to the public. I, I think those are steps in the right direction at giving families some options. But at the end of the day, you need those resources and the system has so has so much of the funding, twenty seven thousand dollars at least now in Chicago public schools for your kid. It's time we demand that money back. It's meant for the kid. Education funding is supposed to be about educating children, not for propping up a government monopoly. I was um, I was always optimistic and 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 arrogant to a certain extent, for lack of a better word, about being an American under the under the assumption that I all of those documents stood for something, and I always believed that there were certain atrocities that were unequivocally unconstitutional. And when I look at what they've done to our children, and when you look at the reality of the 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 actual science and the flaw in it of masking our children and the way in which it has affected them in ways. You know, parents understood, but most outsiders didn't. The depression, the, the, the hopelessness, the way in which it's changed the personality of the kids. Yet this institution is on its second year of doubling down on stupid. Is there some sort of litigation that we can attach ourselves to that's happening, a challenge of the Supreme yeah. Court? Yeah. yeah, every single state has some, some clause, an education clause in their constitution to say that the, the state will provide a system of public education or, or some similar phrase. Illinois has one as well. Well, if uh, the school system or the state is not providing an adequate education, either by uh, inadequately educating the children when the school is open or if they close the, try to close the schools again, you can make a legal argument that the state isn't uh, performing its constitutional duty of providing a public education to students. More more places, to be frank, should have tried this last year uh, in order to, and I think the solution is, one, either reopen the schools and do a better job, which I'm not sure if even when they're open they're doing that great of a job. I think the better solution is, two, 
give the money to the parents so they can actually find schools that have strong incentives to meet their needs and to provide them with that ad- adequate education. So that's something that we can do. But look, I mean, over this past year, year and a half, I think the problems with the one-size-fits-all government school model have been exposed. They've always been there, but they've been a, a, a spotlight has been shined on them like like never before. And I mean, we're seeing the fights about the mask mandates and the curriculum battles with critical race theory in the schools, and these are all symptoms of the disease, which is the government school system. It's a one-size-fits-all monolith that forces people who are going to disagree about what should be included in the classroom into one system. And so there's, we're in this constant state of chaos and fighting with one another to try to get our one-size-fits-all model forced upon other people's children. We shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. I mean, just imagine if we were all residentially assigned to a government-run grocery store and we all had to fight about what was included in the one-size-fits-all uniform uh, grocery basket. That wouldn't make any sense. It similarly doesn't make sense that we force everybody into this government school system. The obvious solution that more and more people are seeing is, give me the money, let me find something that works and aligns with my values. Yes, and if people had reason and logic, they would agree 100%. The problem is when you were discussing the grocery store, you were really talking about 10 years from now, at least in Chicago, because that's the future. And my bigger um, issue is I've been called a conspiracy guy. I, you know, the kids in the in the uh, room there make fun of me, the, kid, the producers and whatnot, because I believe, and I recognized a long time ago, communism is, is, a, is a conspiracy. Socialism is a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy by the most conniving worst people among us to become gods among men and that's why they promote this type of system i live in in it in chicago i you know i I made the choice to get out as frequently as i can i saw it and the problem i have Corey, it's winning brother and i don't know how to stop it so what i'm hoping is there will be another push i felt that that tea party movement was full of uh, gypsies and, and, and shysters. I'm worried about the next movement that it will be. But I also am hoping that these legendary institutions out there, like the ones you're, you're a member of, maybe step up. I'm hoping it can happen. So uh, this is more of a pitch for you to sell this than an interview, because I need you to help the future. Because here in Chicago, they understand a stupid society is a loyal one. Now, we call those the South and West Side. The problem is they engulf all the good areas. And it's just destructing. It's, a, it's destroying our futures here. I mean, sometimes when I bring up the grocery store analogy and, and having government run the grocery stores, a lot of people will will tell me, uh, don't give them any ideas. And yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And but but, you know, at, at, at some in some I, I got to give you a silver lining here. Look, it, the, the, the teachers unions have done so much damage to so many families over the past year, year and a half. And they're trying to continue it going forward that more and more people are figuring out that there aren't any good reasons to fund failing government institutions when you can fund the student directly instead. So there, the more and more that the Chicago teachers unions and other unions across the country overplay their hand and show their true colors, the, it, the better it's going to be for families in the long run when they can finally pull their kids out of the system and, and free their children from the clutches of the teachers unions. Yeah, and if you're not convinced to do it this year, I hate to see what next year is going to look like. His name is Corey DeAngelis. He is the National Director of Research at American Federation for Children, the Executive Director of the Educational Freedom Institute, and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, Senior Fellow at Reason Foundation. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. And I really do believe there is that silver lining. I think that uh, hopefully this kind of atrocity will not go on for the full four years. And uh, hopefully we come back on and you're launching your new online school and i get like three percent for the idea just a thought yeah totally let's do it and <laughs> uh and for listeners if you want to help in the fight it's fun students not systems.org i love it love the name thank you so much for joining me Corey. all right thank you we'll be back with your calls and comments after this I told you, don't let Misty pick the music. She loves that Eastern European retro. I, I, I don't have a, 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 a Adidas velour jumping suit on, Misty, for God's sakes. But I will tell you, I am so proud to be a Floridian, to see my future in Florida. 
I am proud, not just because of the weather. I could give a rip about the weather. I like it. Get me wrong. I love the beach. There's no question about it. But who I really love is the governor. Absolutely love him. And I love the fact that he's under attack by this 50-year political whore picture of incompetence that some people refer to as president. So I want you to hear the laughter among Pravda. We pretend is our press when they try to get a reaction out of Joe Biden in regards to Ron DeSantis. Do you have a comment about the comment that President Biden made recently? <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that, that Biden doesn't remember me. Um, I guess the question is, is what else has he forgotten? <laughs> Biden's forgotten about the crisis at our southern border, I can tell you that. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the inflation that's biting the budgets of families all throughout our country. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the demonstrators who are fighting for freedom oh, down in Cuba. And Biden's even forgotten about... All right. Tell me when we're off the EAS so I can continue with the show. <laughs> Tell me when we're off, will you, kid? We got a minute of the... Oh, all right. Well, listen, for you people that are listening on the stream, there's a warning going out on the radio. I don't want to leave them behind. Do you really feel good about leaving them behind? I don't. So we're going to wait because I want them to hear Ron DeSantis's retort. I have the... no problem leaving anyone behind for any Moron. reason whatsoever. All right. Is the uh, emergency broadcast system over with now? I'm going to check it right now. Okay. Everybody else, just play uh, the Spanish fly music. No, we got it. about 35 seconds left. All right. Here. Here. Today on the Sean Thompson Show. All right, so I guess there is a tornado in the area that is pretty bad. Is that correct, Macbeth? Yeah, it's uh, it's getting a little ugly. Um, oh, this is somebody who is the picture of ugly. How much time we got on this? Uh, You're good. Here? Let's go. Oh, we can go right now. All right, so listen, Ed, let me catch up. I waited for you during the warning, during the the ear-blaring warning that there is a tornado coming and everybody should seek shelter who's in the way of the tornado. However, I want to get on with the show. DeSantis's reaction to Joe Biden's attempt at humor or the admission by the administration that he doesn't know who he is, where he is, or who anybody else is. When asked about Ron DeSantis standing up for the people of Florida, he said, Governor who? Do you have a comment about the comment that President Biden made recently? <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that, that Biden doesn't remember me. Um, I guess the question is, is what else has he forgotten? <laughs> Biden's forgotten about the crisis at our southern border, I can tell you that. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the inflation that's biting the budgets of families all throughout our country. Uh, Biden has forgotten about the demonstrators who are fighting for freedom down in Cuba. And Biden's even forgotten about the Constitution itself, as we saw with what he did with this moratorium. And I can just tell you, I'm the governor who protects parents and their ability to make the right choices for their kids' education. I'm the governor who protects the jobs and education and businesses in Florida by not letting the federal government lock us down. I'm the governor who answers to the people of Florida, not to bureaucrats in Washington. I'll tell you, it just makes the air cleaner and crisper. The streets are cleaner. My hair feels thicker. I love it that this is my guy. And that's how every American politician should be. Yet here we are, so unmoored from Americanism that we are now having citizens yell at other citizens about how to turn themselves into slaves. And I don't just mean by putting the slave plate on, putting viruses in their arm, putting it in their kid's arm. This is so unbelievable. So ultimately, ultimately, there will be challenges in the court system. But do you think that Joe Biden is unprepared for that? Daniel... Durham, North Carolina. Currently, I'm syndicated. Daniel, thanks for listening. Well, uh, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Sean, do you ever feel like a douchebag? 
Um, only when I talk and t- take a look at people like you and I answer a phone call from some moron Democrat, probably living on welfare and Section 8 housing, awesome. probably married to a wife with all dirty toenails, then I kind of do. I always like how they lie to get on because that's what they are, liars. They got nothing. They are nothing. They live on welfare or someone else's money. They are the pseudo-intellectual Democrat. So stupid they would vote for a 50-year political whore, clearly with dementia, who guarantees to strip away the freedoms and rights that that morons, that absolute disgrace of humanity, probably married to the same thing, represents in this country, a country born of freedom. That's the kind of guy that's going to take it away. And that's who you're giving your taxes to, those scum, those welfare scum. We call them Democrats. 312-642-5600. I got to tell between the break, I was uh, reading as I like to read the news during the break. This is not the clip I was going to play, but America's most successful squatter, 52 years old, has lived in his Long Island home without paying a mortgage for 20 years, claims he has COVID, and tries to delay yet another eviction. The CDC gave the moratorium so this cockroach doesn't get tossed out for 20 years. He never paid the mortgage. The virtuous victim of capitalism. All right, now to the call. Steve in Desplaines. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I love your show. Oh, thank you, Steve. Hey, uh... Yeah, you know, I remember years ago that the teachers' union were screaming at people to show up on the first day of school because that's how they get funded, or is it they have to stay there a week? So if if people that are against what all they're doing don't show up, do they lose that money? I think I think they I think they get money just the way they get votes, just names of people who live in the area. But I think it's the first day, (laughs) first day they're on the roll. Is it the enrollment? Yeah, the enrollment they get it, or don't they have to show up? I thought that was a big thing. You got to show up the first day, or. You know, you know, Steve, this is the same kind money, of scandal but... that's been going on since the 70s, you know, when they when they created yeah. the Department of Education. It's bound by virtually no rules. They just need names on a, on a roster. And if that kid passes, uh, if that kid stays, they get money, money, money. And that's why they push the kids through the system. And when you watch the news tonight, well, you'll be horrified at the intellect of the average Chicagoan. But it does explain the Democrat Party. After all, they're made up of morons led by scoundrels. Hey, and that's, you know, one that's last keep, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah one last thing to move on on this, but is for this next uh, uh, several trillion project, do they have to, are the Republicans that are in there claiming we're not going to sign it until we get money for the wall in there? They no. better do that or no, not they, sign they, this they, next. They, they, do you realize how ridiculous it is that there's 18 Republicans that signed on to this knowing full well that the control of it will be in the hands of the Democrats? The Democrats are in control. Not by much, but in control of Congress and the Senate, which means when it comes time to help to dole out that money, they're going to give it to these very unions and these very constituents and these corruptors of our of our government that will reap the most reward. This is literally 18 Republicans saying, hey, by the way, pay off your contributors and maybe there'll be something in it for us. It's 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 it shows the ignorance of the Republicans. And if they had half of the integrity or principles that our listeners had. They would say, I w- I'm not putting my name towards those, it. Don't, don't they, they need those Republicans to be able to pass that law? They needed it to get this far. If the 18 would have said fast, they would have never got this far. But they did pass. Now they're tweaking and their parliamentary well, they, procedures they, and trickery. This thing could pass as early as uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And I, 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 I predict right. it is well, going to pass, Steve. Do you remember? Do you remember what they did to get Obamacare passed? Do you remember how they lied to us? Oh, we got a chance if just that guy in Louisiana holds out, and they literally bribed him, open and notoriously. Yeah, they, so of course they lie, and we understand that. And every time I talk to somebody that's trying to tell me something, what are the facts? What? Tell me about it. What? What's no. the truth? Did you hear about I'll, this? They, I'll, then they then they get upset and walk away. And all they can do, Steve, is call and they, they say names and they yell things and they yell about your kids or whatever. But the reality is, when it comes push comes to shove, you know where they, they live in the examples they created. My answer to them is this. Go ahead. You send your kid to private or to public school. Go ahead. Send your kid to that mill. Go ahead. Let's see how it works out for you. And, and my answer has always been through protest of absence. Don't send your kid. 
Imagine how better life would be if all of us just raised our own kids and stopped turning them over to oh, these yeah. spouses. It's the best way to go. Steve, well, thanks for the call. I, I, thanks. Bye-bye. Th- thanks for listening. Uh, is this Daniel again? Has he got another thing? He wants to talk about leftists in his area. Daniel, you're the same guy that wants to call me names. Go ahead. You're an angry guy. Yeah. Karen Ashton, how are you? Yes, hello, it's Karen. Um, um, I'm just climbing. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're a voice of reason and a fighting spirit. I thank you so much. Yeah, don't you um, think it's wonderful? I mean, don't you think that, that, that these places where the Democrats are in control of are the greatest examples of why you should never go near their policies? The ghettos oh, that definitely. they built, the hopelessness that they, they create, the depression, the drug addiction, they are truly the, 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 the sloth of existence. What do you think that the odds are that this guy who sat in his house in in uh, in Long Beach, who hasn't paid his mortgage for 20 years, um, voted for Trump. What do you think the odds are? Oh, zero. <laughs> All right, thank you. Go ahead. He, he would not. Yeah, I, can I just say, um, I would like for your viewers and everybody to um, look into this Dr. Dan Stock, S-T-O-C-K. He um, did a presentation in Mount Vernon School Board meeting. Have you heard about that? It's in Indiana. And he is fantastic. He talks about the um, futility of mask mandates and COVID-19 protocols. Yeah, and he'll uh, fall he on also... deaf ears, Karen. It's a shame. But I agree with all of that. I never yep. put on a mask. I'm, you know, I'm down here in, in Florida again because I know what's going to happen in Illinois. I know what's going to happen to the business climate. I saw when that next necklace trust fund baby with his butter soft hands, the useless Pritzker, what he was going to do to the kids. Thank God my kids are out of, out of Illinois. I just wish everybody else could get their kids out, but they can't. So they're going to have to sacrifice to this. And we deserve better. But, Karen, the science, the facts, it doesn't matter. Just like their predictions in global warming, wrong for 70 years. What's the new in the news today? It's going to be worse than ever. Hurry up. Give us your money. Give us your freedom. Take away your car. This is what they win on, fear and scare tactics. And then, by the way, policies that present this utopia that builds Inglewood. Everybody go look at the utopia the Democrats built called Inglewood. Thanks, Karen, for the call. But uh, I've got the perfect example of what's going to happen to you in the future, because I was watching WGN where they have Dr. Robert Murphy. Now, Dr. Robert Murphy is the one with the Soviet folk art behind him. Well, for a while, he they put him in a bland room, but he's back and the Soviet folk art is behind him again. And guess what? Did you know there's a new variant? Now, I want to say they call it the Lambda like in Revenge of the Nerds, Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. I think they should just call it the Lenin variant. We could have the Stalin, the Trotskyite variant. We, let's name this Fauci flu, you know, the one that he paid to manufacture. I think it's called COVID-19, but I call it the Fauci flu. After all, you pay for it, you get your name on it. At least that's how capitalism works. So the Fauci flu, guess what? It's got a new development. Dr. Robert Murphy, he's a professor of infectious diseases at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. Good morning, doctor. Hey, good morning. Okay, so as we just mentioned there, uh, you know, we've been talking pretty much everything about Delta over the last few weeks, but now we've got this Lambda variant uh, coming around. Is that something we need to be concerned about right now? Well, we need to be concerned about variants in general. And so Lambda first uh, appeared or was identified in Peru. And uh, if anyone's following globally what's happening with the pandemic, uh, Peru had a very, very difficult uh, time with the pandemic and still and still does. So in the United States, they've identified over a thousand cases, but we're still just overwhelmed with Delta. Ninety three percent of all the new infections supposedly are Delta. And it looks like Lambda is not outcompeting Delta, but it is uh, easier to transmit than the original ones. Uh, and uh, uh, the vaccines uh, work, but not as good. Yeah, it wasn't weaponized. It wasn't created to adapt and overcome. This is all by happenstance. We're victims of it. And in the meantime, what's the solution? Just turn over everything to idiots like this. And by the way, we got to print up a few trillion dollars more. And we must, must pay off the campaign contributors to the Democrat Party. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. ...is the enemy of all men. Time. We don't have a lot of it. It's finite. We, we, nobody gets out alive. Yet in the last year and a half, we've been turning to the politically corrupt, the genetically prone to be tyrants, to ask them if it's okay to live again. And they started to use a word 
that all communists, all Soviets, all Nazis, all tyrants use normal. I loved it when we had the recent example of Venezuela and exactly what the new normal was for the Venezuelan people. It looked a lot like the old normal for the Cubans after 1954-ish. And it uh, appears to be what's going to happen here as we turn to technocrats who openly are Soviet sympathizers. Dr. Robert Murphy of WGN brags about his uh, affection for Soviet folk art. He also uh, toured the Soviet Union back when we had a Cold War, yet here he is on uh, propaganda in Chicagoland talking about exactly how important it is for you to get ready to not only subjugate yourself, but your children. Good as with the uh, original viruses. So it's a it's a variant of interest, like you said, uh, but uh, it's probably not going to take over brilliant. in the United brilliant. States like Delta. No. How many of these variants can we expect? I mean, I guess using the flu as an example, how many variants of the flu are there? Is this something where COVID cured the flu. hearing about a different one and something else we need to be prepared for? Well, this is the question of the, of the day <laughs> that you just asked. It's endless. It there is you going go. to keep mutating as long as there's a lot of people infected, as long as there's a huge part of the population and the, in the world that's not vaccinated. But they, uh, the people who are vaccinated are getting it. And now you're talking about a booster because you didn't really create a vaccine, you moron. You created a drug you wanted the American people to stick in their arms before you stuck it in rats such as yourself. And when you have these flare-ups where people refuse to wear masks and socially distance. Um, it's me. He's talking about me. It's, it's a broken record. It's going to just continue, continue, continue. Look at me. I and contributed some to something. are going to be worse and some are not. I'm sure you're looking at other countries and, um, you know, looking at... First of all, Democrats like the moron that lied and from where he was or what he wanted to say. You think there's something that that weasel could have in his meaningless body that would affect me? Put your money on people like me and people like you. I'll take your Delta virus. I'll put my mustard on it. What's the new one? Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Let's just call it Lenin and Trotsky. Welcome to your new normal. I mean, I'm not going to subjugate myself to this. I'm going to make a terrible slave. I promise you, for the next two years, I will be a terrible slave. Will you join me? Or are you going to march in lockstep to these misfit morons, covetous rats, we call them Democrats. They're communists everywhere else.